Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Hello, I'm Susan. I'm your host for today. I'm really excited to be speaking on the phone with Everett Pruitt, author of Something About Anne. Before we start, let's learn a little bit more about Everett. J. Everett Pruitt is a Vietnam veteran and a former Army officer. He holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from Lincoln University in Pennsylvania and a Master of Science degree in Urban Studies from Cleveland State University. Pruitt was awarded the title of Distinguished Alumni at both schools. He is also a multi-awards winner. His most recent title, Something About Anne, includes a novella with the same title and a series of short stories related to his previous publication a long way back, including the award-winning The Last Time I Saw Willie. Pruitt loves tennis, billiards, backgammon, jazz, and a good red wine. For more information on Everett Pruitt and his books, visit his website at epruitt.com. Hi, Everett. How are you doing today? Hi, Susan. Fine. Thank you. Thank you so much for visiting with us. I know that you have a wonderful short story book called Something About Anne that just came out, and Read Reviews did a wonderful review on it. And so for listeners tuning in, I invite you to visit his website and see his other work as well. And Everett's website is epruitt.com, and that is E-P-R-E-W-I-T-T.com. Everett, for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, Glenville area, proud of that area, uh, and graduated from uh, Lincoln University in Pennsylvania and got a master's degree from Cleveland State in urban studies. And for the last 40-some years, I've been a real estate appraiser doing commercial and industrial real estate appraising. Started my writing career about 15 years ago, and uh, after taking a few courses, I decided I was ready to write, published my first book, Snake Walker's second book, A Long Way Back, and takes me to something about Anne. How did you come up with the title and the novella? Because I know that the book has a novella and then it has also short stories, and the title of the novella is something about Anne. So why don't we go there and let me know what is something about Anne about, and what is the message that you wanted to convey? Well, something about Anne, and the reason for the title is that Anne is a very mysterious person. Actually, her name is Trung Track. Anne is her name that she used while she was in the United States. And it's about females that were in combat, Viet Cong. You don't hear much about them, and so her background is fairly mysterious. In, in this novella, she's a Viet Cong that's been able to get to America, and she meets a black veteran, Vietnam veteran, and they fall in love. What they don't know is that they were once combatants. Oh, wow. And they connect because each of them are seeking peace of mind, but it eludes them because they, as their past unfolds, uh, she eventually recognizes uh, who this person is that, that she's fallen in love with. And so it's a, a mystery about their relationship, her background, the, the young man, Bankston, who was a sniper, so it, it just comes together in terms of uh, solving the mystery of the relationship and their history. That's a very interesting storyline. And you are writing about Vietnam because are you basing this in your experience there, or is this in any way facts mixed with fiction? Can you tell us a little bit about where you get your inspiration for the story? Yes, yeah. I served in Vietnam in 68, 69, uh, Coochie and Cam Bay. And so some of the information that I provide is based on 
experience, but a lot of it is based on what if in terms of what would happen if these actual events took place. I wasn't in a lot of combat, but I was in enough to understand that the whole issue of PTSD and soldiers' reactions when they came back home. So this whole something about Anne, I guess the undertone of the sub-story is about how soldiers dealt with life after coming back to the United States and, and the issues that they'll face them um, in one way or another and how they dealt with them, uh, sometimes relying on their combat experience. Mm-hmm. PTSD is very close to me because I, even though I didn't go through a war, I did grow up under its shadow as my parents grew up uh, during World War II in Italy. So yeah, so it's not um, it's not fun not only suffering from it it's not fun growing under it either. <laughs> and, right. Um, right. Uh, did you find that writing the stories or any stories uh, based on uh, your experience of the war help you with any issues that you might have come back with? Yes, actually, it took me a little while to write, to write both these stories. It's a long way back. Again, something about it, and I, I I attempted to write when I first left the army, but. I, I mentally I wasn't up to it, so I just kind of put it on the back burner. And I came back to it later. Actually, what happened was someone had read my book, Snake Walkers, and, and noticed that I had served in the Army and asked would I write something about my experience or write something fictional about uh, the Army experience in Vietnam. And by that time, I, I said, okay, I think I can do this. So started out with a long way back and uh, proceeded to, to write about something about Anne. And, yes, it helps sometimes to, to put this on paper because some of the experiences are mine and, and then some of them are the experiences of other friends that I knew that were in the Army. So, yeah, it helped. Yeah. I found that it did help. When I wrote my book, it was about my father, and he would never talk about the war. My mom mm-hmm. can still talk about it. She, I tried taping her, and it, she started having nightmares and stuff, so I stopped. Mm-hmm. But uh, for my father, it was very therapeutic because uh, he did it by himself in his office mm. and he just taped five uh, tapes and after that now we can't stop him to talk. <laughs> he uh, just keeps talking about it <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's usually that's typical though because most people that have been to war don't talk about it except with each other mm-hmm. so there i've run into a lot of friends or readers that were happy to read what took place in vietnam and in the united states uh because they could identify with it through mm-hmm. someone that they knew, especially the PTSD part, gave them a better understanding of how why soldiers act the way they do sometimes when they come back from war. Yeah. What is the, I think it's appropriate now to find out, because readers are going to be not just only veterans, there are going to be uh, many readers that are just interested in the topic. So what do you hope all these readers that have not experienced war take from your book? Well, you know, it's a book about the effects of war, but it's also, I have a love story in there. I have a coming-of-age story. So it's more than just a war story book. It's more about life in actually Cleveland, Ohio, that takes place over a period of time after these soldiers come back. Some of it references the war and PTSD, but some of it is just about how does this individual now come back to the United States and become a, a productive citizen? Uh, something about Anne is the love story, in addition to referring to the war. Uh, the uh, best seat in the house, for instance, it's, it, it doesn't refer to the war at all. It's 
about someone who's down on his luck and, and how he deals with that. The other stories, like A Good Day to Be a Man, if it's about white physical confrontation, it's not necessarily the best path to manhood. And the Coming of Age story is actually an award-winning story, a short story, Last Time I Saw Willie. And it's about a young middle-class African-American who learns the importance of dedication and persistence when he meets Willie Stinson in Orchard. And Willie Stinson, by the way, is the sergeant in A Long Way Back, the previous novel. So it gives a little background on him. So, uh, and it's also, in some instances, a mystery, uh, some instances, a thriller, and like I said, in another instance, there's a love story involved. So it appeals to a lot of people that may not even be interested in in reading about war so much, but just about human beings and and certain situations with a background of war, but also with looking forward to being just a productive citizen. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. And for listeners, if you want to check out something about Anne and his other stories, you can visit epruitt.com, and that is E-P-R-E-W-I-T-T.com. Tell me, Everett, when did you decide that you wanted to start writing and why? You've been an officer, you've been in the war, you, you have a professional career, you've done your graduate schooling, and was this something that was in your mind before? Or, yeah. okay. uh, you know, when I was young, I used to read a lot, um, and I, I started reading stories about African-American families, and I never read the kind of stories that I experienced or that my cousins experienced or anybody in the family experienced because our family was so, I don't know, loving and, and caring, and, and uh, all my aunts and uncles were uh, successful, and I didn't read those stories. And so Snake Walkers evolved from that type of lack of, of seeing stories about families that won. Just stories I used to read were stories where the, the black people were either beaten down mentally, spiritually, or physically. And I said, you know, that's not my experience. And somebody needs to tell another type of story. So in the back of my mind, I said, if I write, I'm going to write about black people winning. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it's, that's what needs to be read, positive accounts so that people can see that, number one, it's possible, and number yeah. two, it will serve as a foundation or guide for somebody who's in a bad situation. Yes, yes, and that was my other, one of my goals was to let other people know that, yes, there are families out here that you don't read about, you don't hear about. Uh, they, they go on quietly, taking care of their business, being successful, raising successful kids, and uh, just uh, being uh, good citizens. And so I decided then that that's the direction I would go. It took a long time, though. Inside Scoop Live is a global Internet-based broadcast specialized in interviewing published authors about their current books and their areas of expertise. Join us and hear both well-known and upcoming writers talking candidly about their life experience as well as the business of being an author in today's literary world. Always interesting and current, we strive to bring our audience high-quality discussions that spotlight a vast diversity of authors in the field today. Our interviews are available 24-7 through direct podcasts as well as MP3 download from your computer for your convenience. Please visit us at InsideScoopLive.com. 
Welcome back to InfoScoop Live. Today I'm talking with Everett Pruitt, author of Something About Anne. Stay tuned because we're going to continue this fun, interesting, and enlightening conversation with Everett about writing positive stories, PTSD, inspiring books, and so much more. But in the meantime, you can check out Something About Anne and his other books by visiting his website at www.epruitt.com. The other thing that kind of motivated me was that I did a video interview of my mother and my father about their history and some of the things I heard about that they hadn't spoken about until we had the interview kind of prompted me, too, to say, wow, okay. Uh, Actually, Snakewalkers was a result of the interview I had with my father and an incident that took place in Arkansas. And so that got me started. And then with the request that I do a story about Vietnam, I said, okay, I'm ready to do that. So uh, we just proceeded from there. Yeah. I have the same experience. When I started writing for publication, it wasn't until I finished my first book about my father. And it was Mm -hmm. that I couldn't believe that I grew up with him. I thought Mm -hmm. they were open that, you know, because we had a wonderful relationship. And I realized that I didn't even know the man. Mm, (laughs) When I listen to it, it's amazing the different insight you get as an interviewer of your own father. Right, right. I had the same experience. They both told me things that you didn't hear over the dinner table. Yeah. It's just something that they didn't disclose. So through an interview, and I I tell my audience when I'm out talking, I said, interview your parents. Give them a set number of questions, and, and it'll open up some things and probably disclose some things that you never knew about them. Yeah. How did your relationship with them change after that? Because mine changed amazingly. Uh, I was the sibling that knew him less because mm-hmm. I was a girl and he's a Sicilian. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we were totally, there was nothing to, there was no middle ground where we could get together until mm-hmm. I started writing the book. So to me, it made the whole difference of the relationship I have with him now. Well, how did yours change when you talked to both of your parents? Actually, you know, I, I had a great relationship with my parents prior to that. I, I guess it, it gave me, I had a little more admiration for both of them through the questions that they answered. But, you know, I worked with my father for 10 years, and uh, we never had an argument. He was a great guy, you know, he remained that way for all my life. Him opening up to me, though, just gave me a little more uh, respect. And the same with my mother, who was a, uh, actually, she was a school principal. So mm-hmm. both of them, I, it probably didn't change that much because we were okay to begin with. Yeah. Right. Yeah, to me what what made the difference, though, is that I got to know him as a boy, because it started as yeah. a boy, yeah. as a yeah. young man, you know, and I, it was just not my father. It was somebody, a human being that, yeah. that I was uh, seeing. Did you find the same thing or? Yes, yes. I got some stories about uh, them growing up uh, that were very interesting, and they even got some additional information about my grandfather and my grandmother, which kind of helped me connect with them because I think uh, my grandfather, on my father's side, he probably passed when I was young. Well, he did pass when I was young, so I didn't have a lot of interaction with him, but he was a very militant person down there in Arkansas, which was enlightening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What books inspire somebody that writes? So what books inspired you? Oh, the one book that really inspired me that actually I 
Mr. Plain reading it um, was uh, The Writer's Journey by Christopher Vogler, B-O-G-L-E-R, uh, and, and about structure in terms of telling a mythical story. And Joseph Campbell uh, was another. His story, The Hero with a Thousand Face, uh, was another that inspired me. In terms of just the whole genesis of, uh, of mythical stories uh, from different cultures, and it kind of made me think about, you know, every culture has uh, tells mythical stories. They had their heroes. They they had the heroes in different settings, you know, overcoming different obstacles, having to go on a journey to solve a, a, a mystery or to rescue someone or something like that. And I was really impressed with Volker and how he structured about the journey of the the hero, too, and how they have to go through certain stages in order to get to whatever they're trying to accomplish. So those two books were, were really uh, influential. That's awesome. To me, I remember I was a little girl. I read a book called Illusions from Richard Bach. Mm, um, okay. And the, the moment I read that book, I knew I wanted to write. And that's when I really started writing and uh, found that inspiration. To this day, I have a book signed by him uh, with me at all times. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's amazing uh, what books can do to you. So, yes, audience, you need to read, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> especially if you want to write. <laughs> yes, right, right, right. There's so many good ones out there. Yeah, there are. Um, what future projects are in the works? Well, you know, when I wrote Snake Walkers, my first novel, I started Two Wolves, which would have been the sequel. And I never got around to it. I started writing short stories because I kind of like, I didn't wasn't feeling where the book was going, so I just put it aside for a while. And um, so I, the short stories are the ones that I found in Something About Anne. I just wrote those over a period of time. But Two Wolves is the sequel to Snake Walkers, which takes this Williams family and projects them into a situation where they have to deal with the mafia mm-hmm. uh, because drugs are being uh, are infiltrating uh, the Glenville area, and they pretty much are trying to eliminate those drugs from the areas, so they're going to have a confrontation. That's one of the stories. There's a number of other sub-stories in there, but, uh, and I'm still working. I'm hoping to get that done next year, so that's that's one project. Mm-hmm. And my next project is my biography, which I'm having fun writing because, uh, you know, I had a good life, so, you know, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have any dysfunction, you know, um, a couple of life-threatening situations, but nothing. I'm still here, so um, so my biography uh, is whether it's self or not. I'm I'm just having fun with it. That's awesome. You can laugh about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people have told me, "Why don't you write about your life?" Because I have lived in many different places. And I'm like, once I, I when I find myself funny, I will. <laughs> yeah. Some of you even tired of my life in the sunshine, which is a Roy Ayers uh, uh, song, uh, because that's what it was, really. I mean, you know, I I I had a good life. I had I had a good life. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we're getting to the end, and again, listeners, I encourage you to check out something about Anne and other works by Everett Pruitt at E P R E W I T T dot com. That's E Pruitt dot com. I like to always ask the authors that I interview, what would they say to a beginning writer? But in your case, I really want to change that question because uh, I think that you can be a very good role model 
to especially African-American uh, writers that want to begin and that are coming from a situation where there's not a lot of opportunities for them or they feel they don't have uh, opportunities. So I want, I want to know, what would you tell a young African-American writer now that you know what you know about the publishing and everything that they have to do to keep the dream on? Well, I, I think, number one, I, I think the driving force in writing is passion. And so I would say that if you have a passion to tell a story, that's that's a strong foundation for, for writing. And number two, I, I found, even though I've written, like, thousands of reports in, in my real estate appraisal, that writing a story is uh, a completely different animal. And so... If, once you have a passion, then you have to learn how to structure that and, and, and encapsulate that and, and, and make it work for the story that you want to tell. Um, and third, don't be deterred by, you know, uh, naysayers that, that say you, it, it can be done, or, you know, because if you have a story, if you feel strongly about a story, then, then write it. Don't worry about And don't worry about editing and things like that. Just write the story. Tell the story. And uh, I, I, you have a product, and if we follow, there's a lot of books and uh, workshops and so forth that you could go to to really get a, a very well-structured story out. And if, if, if you have that desire, then, um, then go for it. Go for it. Well said. I am proof that people can publish with a handicap because English is my third language. Mm. And so I didn't publish in Spanish and translating English or Italian and translating Spanish and then in English. <laughs> so I did it in English and I'm translating to my main la language because I live here, uh, you know. So, yeah. right. so uh, and by no means, I am no genius, but if I can do it, I can do it. And I think uh, anybody can do it. So I think that you're right. You know, don't worry about the technical aspects. Put the story down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then, you know, with a critique group, with a writing class, you just perfect right. the craft. Yeah. Yes, yes. And don't be afraid to share the story with people mm -hmm. uh, because you, you don't want to hear the uh, any negativity. Get, take the negativity, look at it. Sometimes it, it's... It, that negative can be a positive for you because they may point out something that you need to know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like one writer told me one time, this is your story. And whatever the editor or anybody else says, it's your story. Leave your ego at the door. Listen to like, as many people as you want in terms of uh, them reading your story before you publish it. Uh, definitely get it edited. Um, and sometimes get it edited twice. But mm -hmm. go through that process, um, you should have a good product. Yep, I agree. Very well said. It's been such a pleasure talking to you, Everett. And I really encourage you listeners to check out his website because um, you also have a blog. And I saw that there was also a really very current um, posting from your daughter. Yes. Yes, I found very interesting about what's going on in our politics and yeah. and her her hero and so uh, how relevant um, his influence is. So I found it really inspiring too. 
see your daughter's writing in there too. Check it out at epruitt.com. And uh, I'm telling you, check out his writing. It's awesome, inspiring, and it will be very interesting and entertaining at the same time. Everett, thank you again for being with us. Thank hope, you, Susan. It's a pleasure. I hope to uh, read more work from you very soon. And listeners, thank you so much again for tuning in with us. And until next time. <laughs> 